You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. Hey, husband. Howdy, miss. <laughs> On this episode, we're talking about how 2017 so far is the year of the hustle <laughs> in the hi-fi house. Is that what a hustle sounds like? I guess so. That's what came to mind. <laughs> and how our attempt at No Spin January is going, plus a tool you can use and a listener question about supporting each other's need to take some personal time. Mm. No Spin January, just, that means that we shouldn't have spent anything, right? Well, we're going to get into that. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into that. Okay. So notes on life and money lately. First of all, um, can we talk about the year of the hustle? We didn't set out for 2017 to be the year of the hustle. No. Is 2017 hustling us? Ooh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. That's good. Maybe it's still too early to know though. Mm. Um, anyway... Basically, kind of what we mean by that is I have um, I've had an opportunity for some freelance writing work, which is really cool, mm-hmm. but it has meant that I need to find some extra time in my schedule, and um, that has meant evenings into the late night. Yeah, that extra time was till 2 a.m. last yeah. night. <laughs> um, and into the late night and into the early morning, so... Yeah, so I'm working hard, mm-hmm. and you've been working hard too. You've been sewing, you've been writing, you've definitely been doing some work outside of your work work that you're back back to as well. Yeah, there are a variety of projects I'm working on, and they hope to be hustles for me. There are things that I'm working on that I hope to turn into opportunities, so I'm hustling for an eventual hustle. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Um, but we are in general just kind of getting kind of back into the swing of things. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like actually the transition from the sabbatical has been no big deal at all. Yeah. I haven't even actually thought about it. Mm-hmm. Like I just got back into it and I've had something of a plan kind of, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just employing it and it seems to be fine. Like and, for work? What do you mean? What's yeah. your plan? Well, uh, spending a little more time actually in my home office, which is downtown Phoenix, mm. which is annoying because it's quite a bit more of a commute. Mm-hmm. But, well, there's two things. One is that, and that's nice because I'm, I'm more productive down there because a lot of my essential logistical professorial tasks are more easily done there than over in the Tempe campus gotcha. where I spend a lot of time for other initiatives and work. Mm-hmm. So that's helping. That's good. And okay. I'm seeing my colleagues. That feels good. Um, the second thing though, is I'm trying to be intentional about keeping whole days where I can mm-hmm. work from home. Mm-hmm. And so the other day, I have no problem admitting this on the podcast. I, uh, I stayed home and I did so, and I made a pair of pants for Dashiell, but then I also completed and submitted an NSF grant mm-hmm. proposal with uh, an organization I'm working with. So, and I have a paper ready for a submission. So, very awesome. Balancing it. So, anyway, I think it's sort of a melding of the sabbatical life with mm-hmm. getting back into the work life. Yeah. So, it's feeling seems, okay. It seems like that's helped. Plus, you're not teaching until you start teaching that until mid March. So, yeah. that's kind of helped the transition as well. Oh, yeah. That's a big like. deal. Ooh, and I have a TA. Oh, yeah. Huge. The coveted TA. TA is not huge. He's normal sized, but it's important for me that <laughs> to have a TA. Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of that's kind of how life is going lately. Mm-hmm. We're 
uh i don't know but it feels like it feels like we're busy and working hard but it feels like it's uh, it's for good reasons yeah yeah it's on stuff that we care about yeah so it's it's all towards it's all working on things that we are most passionate about mm-hmm. and even go further potentially to maximize our flexibility in the future and yeah. that's that's kind of our, our big thing. Right. Yeah. So I feel okay with this for a while. Like I don't want to be working nights mm-hmm. forever for a super long time, but yeah. it does feel like, okay, I can do it. I'm young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have the energy. You more so than me. Okay. Um, let's talk about how our money's going lately. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So <laughs> you have committed to getting more intimate. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Expenses. I'm loving it. And I'm, I'm hearing things out of you. Not that you didn't feel this way before, mm-hmm. but I think it's just more front of mind for you yeah. now. Like, like when I was going grocery shopping this past weekend, mm-hmm. you said, um, you know, try to keep it minimal. We can mm-hmm. make use of a bunch of stuff yeah. in our pantry. Let's just go ahead and do that. And, yeah. and you know, and we did, but we, we had a much cheaper shopping trip. Usually they're like one 50 plus 180 yeah. Yeah. and and you spent 115. Yeah, 115. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Still quite a bit but uh but saved some money compared to our budget. So anyway, that's just an example I think of mm-hmm. how conscientious we're being with our money mm-hmm. and of course we have the the kind of no spend january thing happening yeah which i don't know if we talked about last time but anyway we did kind of make a goal between the both of us that we didn't want to spend anything extra mm-hmm. like just uh, uh, like the discretionary spending i can't remember i'm sorry i can't remember if we talked about that last time or not i don't think so okay I don't think so. anyway so that's kind of also just a little goal for us that we've been working on okay wait so this is so this doesn't include our entertainment discretionary spending. So no spend January means we can't just that we don't break our budget. Like we stick with. No, I think that it is supposed to mean no extra spending, but we both have been extra spending, (laughs) but at least we're both well within our, like our personal budgets. Uh, Quite a bit within. So I, I will fully admit that so my my big problem is entertainment and it's usually eating out and getting mm-hmm, coffee mm-hmm. and not like eating out like whole meals you buy like snacks and like protein bars and things like this out which mm-hmm. is silly but it's 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 what you do vice but especially coffee mm-hmm. especially coffee um anyway so this month though I've spent I just checked uh, it's a, it shows to be about sixty dollars mm-hmm. of our discretionary entertainment spending that I've spent. Mm -hmm. But 25 bucks of that was iTunes match, which I Mm. kind of forgot that I have that subscription. And that's a once a year fee? Once a year, yes. And all that means if you've not used it is that you can access your music kind of wherever you are. All your music is in the cloud. You like downloaded a bunch of music off of CDs, put it in the cloud, and now you pay $25 a year. So I'm going to kill that, I think. I've got it now for the year, but I'm going to kill it because... Oh, really? Well, I mean, you can just download your music before you leave the house. And then you're all set. Oh, right? I see. So you still have access to your music. Yeah, it's just your your music is not in the cloud. It's oh. just locally. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Know. No problem. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So take that out, and I've basically I've spent about thirty five dollars on entertainment through mm-hmm. the half of the month, which is still I feel like kind of a lot mm-hmm. um, for a no spend month. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> but at least I'm far, far, yeah. far below what I normally do. Right. And, and um, looking to not spend my whole entertainment budget. Yeah. Okay. So I'm feeling the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what the few things I have on there. I had already had planned a early January date with a girlfriend to go to an art museum and to like grab a little bite to eat. So we, I bought um, 
an admission ticket to an art museum and then got coffee and gelato afterwards. So it was like a $17 outing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not mm-hmm. huge, but that was something. Um, I did make a, I made a donation to the Phoenix Women's March, which I'm planning on attending. Mm-hmm. Um, and shoot, I feel like there was one, there was one more thing, but they've all felt like, um, you know, things that I could have done, like could have done without, but like not, not crazy expenses. And mm-hmm. I have just been, oh, I know I bought, um, at book club, I got tea. Usually mm. I would get a beer. <laughs> I got a tea. That's not so bad. I got tea. <laughs> I know. It was the cheapest thing I could get. I mm-hmm. could have gotten nothing, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to join in a little bit of a social drink. So anyway. Anyway, I'm all told, like I'm just loving our, our mindset. Yeah, right now. I, I really am too. I think that I think that it really goes back to the budget meeting that we had at the end of January at mm-hmm. the end of December. It just felt so good to kind of clean up our mint budgets and stuff and just get everything organized, like get everything Mm -hmm. fresh for the new year. And then it just felt like a fresh start. And then it feels like kind of like, you know, just that, okay, well now I'm just going to be checking. I'm starting my budget from fresh. And so, um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I think it's a habit I'm going to really want to keep up. I was about to say, I wonder if we can extend quasi no spend January into the rest of the year. Yeah. I'd be happy to keep it going because I'm I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving not, going out and buying coffee while I'm on campus and all mm-hmm. of that. It's actually getting, mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Cause yeah. <laughs> it's like, pretty exciting. <laughs> I feel like that was my one vice that I'm getting under control. So cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about a tool you can use. This is my favorite tool in the whole wide world. <laughs> I know you want to share what it is. <laughs> it's a bike, a bike, a bicycle. <laughs> Everyone should own a bicycle. Sadly, I don't know how many people actually own bicycles or don't, but in terms of Americans using bicycles, mm-hmm. I don't know why I know the stat off the top of my head, but I do. Um, a, uh, I think it was a Department of Transportation survey showed that only 8% of Americans ride their bicycle for any reason <laughs> <laughs> at all <laughs> in a given week. Oh, boy. Week. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, so that's a tool that a lot of, a lot of people can use. Well, the bike has just been on my mind because you had a funny, a funny incident, uh, when you were being committed to your bicycle the other day. (laughs) So I wanted you to share that. My love of voluntary simplicity. So you, I was home and you were off at work Mm -hmm, with the car. Right. And so I had gone, okay, this was about it ended up the the punchline of the story is is I was about uh, I was physically active intensely oh, yeah. physically you active went for about to four hours Orange straight. Theory. <laughs> yeah, you went to Orange Theory. I had biked to Orange Theory mm-hmm. that morning, got a nice workout, and the thing that had happened the day or so before, I was biking with the kids and I popped a spoke, mm-hmm. and then you had used the bike to go to an appointment, and. Uh, I think another, oh no, no, no. You had popped the spoke, right? Or so, I don't know. I didn't. A well, spoke at least I didn't know about it. That's right. Well, a spoke had popped when I went to Orange Theory. That's right. I was, I was leaving Orange Theory, getting on my bike and, a, and another spoke popped mm. and you can get by on one, maybe two, but it's starting to get like, okay, you're going to, you know, they're going to start popping, pop, 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 mm. you know? And my spokes are really old and I've been having a problem with this mm-hmm. anyway, cause I've just totally worn out my bike and my, mm-hmm. my tires, my wheels. So I decided, okay, I'm a couple miles away from the nearest bike shop. I'll just bike there and get it fixed. Uh, And I was thinking I was just going to get the spokes quickly replaced Mm -hmm. and then bike home. I got there and they said, look, we don't have enough time. There's 
we have a ton of work to do, so you're going to have to leave it with us. And anyway, the situation you're having, you should just rebuild your whole uh, wheel mm. and not just replace because you're just going to keep replacing these Ugh. every other week, oh my gosh. given how much you ride. So I decided, okay, I will leave the bike with you guys. And I, I was at this point five miles from our house. <laughs> and so I had... I had biked three miles to Orange Theory, did an hour of Orange Theory, biked another two miles to the bike shop, and then ran five miles home. (laughs) Well, I ran four miles home. The last mile, I was just, I was done. I I had nothing left in me. And the thing is, I was getting to a point where, like, I could turn onto a canal that kind of circumvents a street and gets us to our house. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I could walk down the street and I would hit a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I was so, this was over the, now over the lunch hour. <laughs> I got down <laughs> from the morning over the lunch hour. I was totally exhausted. I had no calories in me. I was dying <laughs> for sustenance. And my body was just like crying out for me to go to the Starbucks <laughs> and get like a venti, like double calorie <laughs> latte, like whatever, just throw everything in kind of latte. And I just thought about our commitment to no spend January. <laughs> And I was at the I was at the turning point, and I, I turned down the canal at the literal to go home. crossroads. Yeah, and yeah. you chose our budget and savings. Right. That's right. Aww. I chose the canal less traveled. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's yeah. awesome. It's really powerful. <laughs> it's, it's a really powerful story. <laughs> I, I hope you're inspired. By I think a lot of people are going to be really time. inspired. Um, <laughs> and I also have had a chance to. I'm not as good about using our bike, our bikes for utilitarian purposes, but I have been, I've had a couple of doctor's appointments close by. Um, and I biked and Mm -hmm. it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It probably was like a 10 minute ride. So it's really close, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it is just so nice. And I have mentioned, I think before this book that I read, um, this is where you belong, the mm-hmm. art and science of loving where you live. And one of the things she talks about is walking places, but I think that that also goes for biking places, mm-hmm. you know, kind of using these other modes of getting around that you go a little bit slower and you just notice more things. And mm-hmm. actually on my bike ride um, to and from this appointment nearby, um, I noticed two streets that are really close to our neighborhood that I've never been down before. Mm. And I was just like, I just like to explore different things. And they're just right behind our neighborhood. So I was like, oh, I want to go. I want to go explore over there sometime. Mm-hmm. Just see what's down there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's cool. I think you get, you know, especially when you take power line trails and canals and things you see yeah. in your neighborhood from these perspectives you're mm-hmm. not going to see from a car. And I think I, there a few things about that. One is when you're biking along a path, a sidewalk, the street, whatever, I, I find myself noticing the speed, not mm-hmm. uh, in terms of cars, the speed of the cars, mm-hmm. and then the the sheer volume of cars mm-hmm. that are constantly on the road. It, mm-hmm. it, and the noise. Yeah, and when you're out, not in the car, and you see this just stuff rushing mm-hmm. past, and you think about climate change, like it's just, it's just obvious, you know, mm-hmm. how much we're depending on cars and how much that you know mm-hmm. it's a, an element of our environment. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, this is the visual I always think of when you're in a car. You're just, you're focused on getting A to B because you Mm -hmm. have to manage traffic and lights and all of that. And so your environment, the place you live and work and enjoy friends and family is just whizzing by. It's a blur. Right. As, as real at that point as like a movie screen. Mm -hmm. But when you're on a bike, you're in it. Mm -hmm. It can't just whiz by because you're literally in it, you know, and you don't have to think, be thinking about traffic and all that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you're you're more easily connected, Mm -hmm. I think, to the place you live. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. I I really love it. I would love to, um, 
kind of try to find more opportunities for utilitarian biking this year while we still have good weather. So one rule I want to try or one idea I want to try out Mm -hmm. on our listeners and I want to Mm -hmm. hear what people think. What do you think about if you own a bike and you're willing to try out active transportation, committing to, you know, given weather, whatever makes it easiest for you, but committing to um, either walking or running or biking for errands that are less than say three miles. Mm. Could you pull that off? Or give yourself some kind of distance. Maybe yeah. it's just a mile, yeah. depending on what you can get to. But yeah, yeah maybe just giving get yourself you, something. Like maybe to a grocery store, certainly mm-hmm. the, the Walgreens or corner mm-hmm. stores, you know, these types of things that, you know, we have a lot of these like little nitpicky mm-hmm. things that we have to get done mm-hmm. and you could probably do it by bike and not take a whole lot more time than if you drove. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to a listener question. We got a question from a listener that said, we seem to be really supportive of each other in taking time for ourselves, such as weekend time alone, or we've talked about both like getting some creative work time or seeing friends, etc. They wanted to know more about our approach to this and how we manage it. I thought this was a great question. It is a great question. And we have been making use of this support a lot lately <laughs> as... <laughs> as we have been busy, I've been feeling lately like I've been the one asking more of you or you've been giving more to me, yeah. <laughs> it feels like lately. But um, yeah, let's kind of talk about this a little mm-hmm. bit. I think this is something that every couple every couple deals with. Yeah. Well, I have kind of a philosophy on it that I'll share. And it, it aligns, I think, with stuff we've talked about before mm-hmm. on like the relational marriage front where... Like scorekeeping is something I'm not into. Right. There is no scorecard. That's what you said. Yeah. There's no scorecard and trying to keep things even, Mm -hmm. like 50-50 even in a relationship I think is outlandish and ridiculous and impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some couples can do it and Mm -hmm. probably it works for them, for us, I should say. Mm -hmm. I just don't think, or at least for me, I guess I should just say for me. (laughs) this is not. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I even talking about it? No, but because the thing is, if you try to divvy everything up 50-50, probably there are points, whatever the issue is, where one person is doing more than the other. Mm-hmm. And maybe that happened months ago. And then someone takes on more of a load of something. Mm-hmm. And it just it's going to waver all mm-hmm. the time. Secondly, especially when it comes to something like this time that you need to like personal time or time to get things done. People just have different needs. And yeah. so right, like some people are going to want to be social and see their friends a lot, mm-hmm. whereas someone else might need um, just quiet time. Maybe they want quiet time alone in the house. You know, I mean, it just will look different and some people need more of it than others or, you know, it might just kind of be different week to week too. Yeah. And so if it ends up being 70, 30, like Mm -hmm. time to yourself, if that actually matches the needs of the couple, then that's great. Like Mm -hmm. if you both need time, a part that's mm-hmm. like that's relatively equal than 50-50 works, you mm-hmm. know, by accident. But I don't think there's any reason to balance it because even if something's imbalanced over here, there's probably another thing that's that seems like to your detriment. There's something I'm sure mm-hmm. over here that's mm-hmm. imbalanced to your favor. And so it to me it's just all a wash and mm-hmm. there's no point in trying to keep score. Just accept it, people's needs and Right. If if people's needs are being met, but then there also is the element then I guess both partners feeling satisfied about it Mm -hmm. you know so that's like slightly two slightly different things i guess but then i think that if if everyone's needs are being met for that time then hopefully they're both feeling satisfied and 
you know, the time yeah. that they're getting. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, we kind of maybe come at it from that approach, but then, um, yeah, just recognizing that, I mean, I know that when you go and work out in the morning or, you know, get some time to yourself and I feel the same way for me, I just come back and I have so much more energy for mm -hmm. the family and for being together. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like it is, it can be just demanding and busy and everything in the mm -hmm. house. And yeah. so it almost feels like a benefit to me too, because then you get to recharge and then come back. And then I feel like we just enjoy our time as a family more mm -hmm. because everyone's kind of feeling recharged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was also just going to say the importance of communication mm -hmm. yeah, in for this sure. too. Yeah. Um, and that for us, definitely for me, scheduling things works the best. I mean, I just like to have things planned out. So I'm thinking, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, I'm already kind of thinking about my weekend ahead, mm -hmm. but then I don't like to have things sprung on me either. So mm -hmm. then, um, I try to be accommodating, but it's definitely easier for me if you want some time, you tell me the day before or something like that, mm -hmm. which you're pretty good about doing. So yeah, I appreciate pretty good. that. I, unfortunately, I'm less of a planner. And so yeah. that's something I work yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, does, that does make a difference. If I just kind of um, mentally, okay, I'm going to just, you know, have the boys three hours or so um, on my own tomorrow. And it's thankfully getting easier and not so really stressful to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Last weekend you went to write for a while. And I mean, we just had an awesome morning, mm -hmm. you know, and a year ago it would have been, you know, kind mm -hmm. of a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, that feels good. For sure. And, and I think also with this too, if, if there are, I think, you know, one of the issues this listener brought up was that it seemed as if, um, the, her partner was not as understanding uh, mm -hmm. of when she needed that, that time mm -hmm. away. And, and I, and I think with this, it's important to have the conversations, mm -hmm. um, where you identify things that are maybe negotiable in terms of time. And then, and then those things that are non-negotiable in mm -hmm. terms of time. And so there are just for us, I, I, we, I think we've mentioned this plenty of times before, but what's sort of non-negotiable, not that we, we want to, but is physical activity. So mm -hmm. if you want to make the time to be physically active, regardless of how that adds up over the week, like that's just, right. we value it. That's and we, what you do. Yeah. And we both try to be really supportive of the other one yeah. in um, like taking over the home front while the other one goes to do their workout. We're both pretty supportive. And it seems like too, if either of us is asking, you know, maybe we're having a busy week. Hey, I wanted to go to Orange Theory the next morning. And it seems like we're usually like, yes, yes, go. I want you to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there are plenty of other times where maybe something comes up that's just sort of a not a necessity. Mm -hmm. And if it's too busy a weekend, then it's a conversation we can have and it doesn't necessarily have to happen. Um, but you might think about those things where you have to make clear to your partner that this this is just something I really, really need. It's a must for me. Mm -hmm. But we can talk about these other things where yeah. you know, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right. And um, I do think that often when there are young kids in the house and you just have such a full life, it is harder to, you're sort of almost not talking about these things as much because you're just trying to manage, you know, okay, can I get away and go do this, go see my friends, whatever. Um, and maybe you're not getting to really talk about that impact on your partner. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it might be something where there might be a time of day that's more stressful or easier for someone. I know mm-hmm. for me personally, I feel like the morning is an easier time for you to be gone than like bedtime evening, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it seems like we we both try to prioritize not having evening stuff as much yeah. because that's just kind of a lot more stuff is going on. Um, so... Anyway, I, I do think kind of making that time when you're not talking about it in the moment mm-hmm. that can that can be helpful, but a lot of a lot of communication around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I hope that that helps. Um, let us let us know, and we'd love to hear any listener tips on how you manage this with a partner. For sure. Let's move on to one big thing. Do you have a one big thing? I sort of do. It's sort of similar to what we've already talked about. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, I guess it's just that I, I was saying that I feel like I've been saying I've been too busy for a long time and now I'm just more busy. So <laughs> I don't quite know what to think about it. I think, you, shall shall you shall I give you my interpretation? Yes, <laughs> I think this is great. Okay, great, great. Be- because this is my thing. I think in your in your up to your twenties. See, I'm just I'm just gonna go whole life now. Oh boy, up to your twenties, you're just like growing and just kind of figuring out how yeah. to be alive. Into your twenties, you're screwing around, but you're still trying to like you're moving from okay, I figured out how to be alive too. Let me figure out how to be productive while being alive. Mm-hmm. In your 30s, you get I think that's when you really start hitting your stride. Mm-hmm. You kind of figure out what you're doing. You start taking advantage of other opportunities. You start pushing towards things that you're excited about, mm. getting involved. Like I feel like this is the time to go whole hog like you are and mm. you're like you're getting yourself involved in all these different things, mm-hmm. each of which could be a great opportunity, each of which could fizzle and not go anywhere. Right. But that's great because all of them, I think, lead towards what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and the things that you want to have the most success in and you'll get the most Mm -hmm. fulfillment out of. That is true. And so all the busyness is a bummer, especially if it's keeping up at 2 a.m. That's (laughs) obviously not sustainable. But I I foresee in the not-too-distant future a culmination to all of this. And I think it all actually contributes to the same path forward. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. That is when I step back and I try to see, okay, well, what could I take out of my life they are things i am trying to be intentional about putting things on my plate that are furthering skills i want to develop or are are you know potential opportunities that if they led to bigger opportunities i would want to put more time mm-hmm. towards that mm-hmm. so um so i do think i'm doing a good job of that and i did say that in 2017, I wanted to choose family and writing. The new, like the new stuff I've taken on is definitely writing. I'm getting to practice that in kind of new ways. And so that's a really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah. Cool. That's All good. Right. What's yours? Uh, this is can't not be profound. sewing. Oh, can't be sewing. It can't be sewing. Well, you've said sewing like a million times. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's skills related to sewing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can say it. Because I couldn't really think of anything. Usually I try to go for the profound, but I couldn't yeah. really think of anything. I think our big things are just that we're busy, but that we're doing really awesome on our budget. So we yeah. kind of talked about those. So you can have you can have the sewing thing. Okay, fair enough. Flat filled seams, French seams, and binding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it- you for listening to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
the reason I'm mentioning this though is that I feel like I feel like recently I've graduated from being a beginner or amateur to being intermediate because I'm okay. starting to pick up like the the subtleties of skills. Oh, okay. Like different types of seams, for example, for yeah. strength. So I'm, so I'm sewing a pair of pants for myself for the mm-hmm. first time after sewing just a ton of clothes for the family. Mm-hmm. And um and it requires French seams for the pockets, for example, that have like a different material than the rest of the pants. Mm. And um, and the uh, inseams are flat felled seams, which is like this particular way that, you know, you can create a stronger seam because mm-hmm. there's lots of tension. That's where, you know, people often get holes in their mm-hmm. pants. And I'm learning all these little things and it's getting me excited because I'm starting to realize like things are starting to feel a little more natural. Nice. So I feel like I'll, with That's patterns, really cool. I'm gonna, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be able to be efficient at making clothes, mm-hmm. not just doing it because it's fun for me. And I'm, right. You know, and you did the second pair of pants that you made dash came together so fast and just all the stitching is so much like s- even straighter. I mean, they just look really professional when you yeah. held them up. It just looked so even and perfect. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed. It seems like that so far it seems how you do things. You'll sew things one time and mm-hmm. then your next time you improve so much between yeah. the two. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited because now I feel like this can be a very useful and hopefully mm-hmm. effective skill, not just something that takes me like all day to do. Yeah. I thing. will say while I was up last night, we were both working. I was trying to do some writing. You were just in here cursing <laughs> terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I do not care for that energy. Okay. In the house. The cursing initially occurred because I was using a steam like setting on the iron <laughs> and I was literally baking my effing thumb. I still I was, don't understand how you do that because I'm um, okay. My, my left thumb was holding the, the, the flat felled seam that I was trying to sew, holding it in place while I ironed it so that it would, <laughs> so that I could then pin it and then bring it over to sew. Yeah. The steam kept shooting out. The iron is broken somehow. And even though I turned it off the steam setting, steam was shooting out in violent plumes that <laughs> like literally was baking my thumb. Oh my God. And so at some point I, it was, I was in enough pain that the F bomb was warranted. I felt that was the first part. The second part was then I went to actually sew the flat felt seam and I completely like I was having such trouble with it. I actually sewed multiple layers of the pant leg that I was working on. So mm-hmm. I just com- I kept screwing it up like three or four times. But the cool thing about it is like, just like you said, last night was a disaster on the one pant leg. The next pant leg I worked on today, it went off without a hitch. Like I got yeah. it done. Not a single problem. <laughs> So, and not a single curse. Maybe. My learning is a bit tumultuous, yes. <laughs> but it happens fast. So you don't well, have then, to. And last night when you were finally going to bed after, I mean, it was just a, like an hour straight of, I was just hearing you curse nearly constantly. And okay, I'm, that's it was a, a lot. little bit of an, there were maybe four it, to five outbursts. It was a lot. <laughs> 45 outbursts. No, that, four to five. Oh, not 45. no, 45 sounds about right. No. But then you come into the kitchen to say goodnight and you're just like, I love sewing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, the way I enjoy things includes that kind of that level of frustration. It's, mm. it's different than other people. It's the Wharton way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. I think that that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to Matrimony. Find us on Instagram. I'm Kels Wharton. Chris is practically awesome. Chris, he's always sharing everything that he's sewing. And you can send us an email at hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> send us an email hey, matrimony. at heymatrimony at gmail.com. Oh, and show notes at loveandmatrimony.com. <laughs> so many things to say. Keep up the hustle, everybody. And remember to love your honey, not your money.
gonna outsmart mm. you, Mint. No, I can't. No. <laughs> I just know that I can. It that outsmarted I can us. Um. An amateur. Yeah, being a beginner. Cut that little bit out there. You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. <laughs> you had no enthusiasm. <laughs> I didn't? No. Okay.